0: Hi, and welcome back to Season 2 of Late Bloomin' Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about bloomin' time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and on the podcast, I talk with guests about love and relationships because I'm single and seeking both of those things too. And I hope any listeners in the same situation as me feel encouraged by what they hear. My friend, Shelley Morgan, joins me after each interview to share her take on the conversation. She's been married for a decade and dated up a storm before that, so she's got experience and wisdom to share. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Kristen Hutchinson, a professor and journalist here in Montreal who researches pop culture and art. Here, Kristen offers her personal take on doing dating differently. That includes a crash course on dating concepts and approaches that make sense for her as a person who identifies as queer and polyamorous. If you're unsure of what a nesting partner is or how a relationship escalator works or doesn't, keep listening. That and more is up next in part two of my conversation with Kristen Hutchinson. so so chris and i you know we know each other in real life and we follow each other's dating adventures you're always super encouraging when i have little tiny dating advances and I you do. i'm always like woohoo, go amanda i know you are you are i love reporting back to you when i've had a date that's gone well or
1: or even when it hasn't gone well it's always oh yes yes fun it's are like, you're it's always always fun to uh you like miserate oh, yes yeah, yes <laughs> it's great
0: it's great and over the time that I've known you which has been since you know the last year I think't know about the last year um a lot of it was we were still locked down so you've had times of not dating that much but you you do a lot of dating and you're very fearless and I find it inspirational and I you're so open it's wonderful So I'm just curious right now uh what's what's dating like for you at the moment in Montreal how are you find right. things well've
1: I've sworn off online dating yeah. Um, uh, Which makes me a lot happier. I actually prefer my favorite form of dating is speed dating.
0: Yeah, because you meet in person. I did that once. You meet in person and um, it's very time efficient. Yeah, 10 minutes, I think, for the mic is 10 minutes per person. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I just did actually, there was a, I just went to a queer poly kink speed dating, only in Montreal, okay. and it's the best city ever. <laughs> I think they said it was queer poly kink friendly. Mm. But there was kind of, I think, an assumption that maybe you were one of those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it was really good because like it was like a really interesting mix of people, like so, and women, uh-huh. non-binary people, trans people. I got to like meet a lot of people that I wouldn't meet otherwise, you know, uh-huh. and, and you know, and it's interesting how within five minutes you can know mm. whether you're interested or not
0: yeah that is kind of like whereas online
1: that can take a really oh, long time forever, right like, that forever. can take so much like back and forth yeah. and basically you have to meet in person and, like and then yeah. you then you plan to meet up and maybe you don't even meet up yeah so so um interestingly there wasn't any prompts um oh, so so you kind of have your own questions or whatever uh-huh. so i started with um what have you done this weekend that was fun that's
0: a nice question <laughs> i thought
1: you know then you can they can reveal whatever they want um mm. And this was like on a Sunday afternoon, which is also a really good time to do speed dates. It's
0: true. It's true.
1: Sunday afternoon, because like most people aren't doing things on a Sunday afternoon. And it's kind of like a nice chill time. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like, like I would much rather get, you know, 12 first dates over with within five minutes each Mm. than spend, you know, an hour at first dates. I gave my number
0: to three people and I have two dates. Oh, that's pretty good for for two hours not bad. And you said a minute ago that, that it was a uh, queer kink poly. And the assumption was people might identify with any of those. And I think yeah. you identify with all of those. I do. Yeah. So that was good. <laughs> that was more more chances. for good. Yeah, no,
1: it was really nice. Did you have
0: a, a an agenda? Did, were you hoping for um, a man, no, a woman? No, anything I similar? was like,
1: I was just going like to get out of the house and just to yeah. meet new people. And I didn't yeah. have necessarily any expectations um yeah
0: well good for you check you out babe <laughs> yeah nice. no, it was good nice. I mean
1: I really think that yeah I really think that speed dating is my speed yeah
0: you're not shy
1: yeah yeah and there were and definitely people shy. there like who who talked about like being introverted and how you know it was a little hard yeah. for them but like yeah yeah so yeah but I, I thought it was it was super yeah. interesting and I would I would do it again for sure.
0: But you're, because you're poly, I mean, and you're queer and like your sky's the limit. Well, in some ways
1: actually, but in some ways it actually can be quite limiting. Like if you're oh. poly and you're trying to date, you, you're, you know, you're either going to date pe- other people who are poly or people who are monogamous okay, and are okay dating poly people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's already a smaller amount of people.
0: Mm, um, but you date men and women. So that yes. kind of broadens your horizons.
1: It does. It does. Yeah. Although, you know. There's also less queer women than there are straight men, for example. Um, wow. And I do prefer actually to date queer men if I have my choice. Um, queer, so queer men
0: or queer women? Uh, both. Oh, because queer means just not heterosexual,
1: right? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh-huh. queer is like an umbrella term. Yeah. Um, it was reappropri- it was a word that was actually reappropriated in the 1990s. It used uh-huh. to be really used like as an anti-gay word yeah. um, and then was reappropriated sort of as a form of empowerment during the mm-hmm. early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're really seeing, you know, the birth of what, what's what I call the birth of queer in the early 90s. Um, and so it's an umbrella term um, for people that exist within like the LGBTQ2SA um, plus mm-hmm. uh, spectrum.
0: So, a a queer man that you might date, what? So, it's not going to be a man who identifies as a gay man, I presume.
1: Uh, Not necessarily. I mean, it's sort of it's interesting because some people, you know, will identify as gay and lesbian, like that's their primary identification, but mm-hmm. they do occasionally, you know, have sex with someone of the opposite sex. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, the, that sexual orientation, we, we so often think of it as being related to sexual activity, right. but that in fact, it, it can be more complex than that.
0: Hmm. So what, can you, can you give me the contours of a, a queer male ident- identity, a person that you might date as a woman?
1: They would tend to be bisexual or pansexual. Uh-huh. Okay. So I think of those words as interchangeables. And so for me, that meant you know um, being interested in a wide variety of genders, mm-hmm. which means that you're interested in dating people of of any gender.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Or even you know people who, who who don't who you know don't feel they have gender
0: or don't yeah don't or and-
1: you know like I also like identify as as gender fluid. So I don't see my, my gender as, as being tied to male or female. Although, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm also very much happy being, you know, in a female body.
0: So, Mm -hmm.
1: so for me, like my pronouns are they, she, so.
0: Oh, I don't even think I knew that. Hmm. Okay, Good information. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but you were saying a moment ago that paradoxically to me, that sounds like, wow, Kristen must have to be many dating possibilities many people who might be interesting for you for a sexual relationship or a romance like uh, any kind of but mm-hmm. you're saying actually in some ways it's a, a smaller field at least yeah for poly? like
1: in some ways it kind of is like it's it's not it's not like I can I mean you know potentially I could date any man right like so you know I mean unless they're they're You know men that don't sleep with women right Right. so that's like a wider um a wider pool yeah for women they have to be women who are interested in having sex with another woman right so Mm -hmm. that's more limiting um and you know there's a lot less of that like Mm. statistically in the world um and then when you're poly some people, you know, really, a lot of people really want to be in a monogamous relationship and I'm not interested in being in a monogamous relationship. So that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. So then it also becomes a little limiting in terms of, well, I have to date someone who's poly or who accepts the fact that I'm poly, even if they are not going to be dating someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's this perception that um, if you're bisexual then or pansexual, then you have way more choice than who you can date. Mm-hmm. And you have a little more choice, true, like mm-hmm. you're dating beyond one gender, yeah. but the other person has to also be okay with the fact that you're queer mm-hmm. and that you're poly. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, so it actually is, potentially, it's actually less people than one might think.
0: Oh, interesting how did you decide that you were poly like maybe you can just define it actually yeah so polyamory
1: means many loves Hmm. i mean usually we think of polyamory as you are you know uh in a relationship with someone you live with that person so that would be termed a a nesting partner to me just feels like i'm just a big bird yeah it does sound like that but yeah i always imagine big bird from sesame street whenever Uh someone says Uh nesting partner but um And then you have, like, other partnerships outside of that, right? So you have, you know, like, what's sort of perceived as being maybe a primary relationship, and then you have sort of other relationships outside of that. But poly means a lot of other things, too. Like poly, you know, some poly people... Um, only have sexual relationships, they don't have romantic relationships, you know, mm-hmm. so or, or some people you know, um consider themselves solo poly, which is what I could have kind of consider myself is that I like to live alone. like I'm mm-hmm. not interested in forming a nesting relationship partnership with someone, but I, I am you know, interested in in having romantic relationships. I'm interested in mm-hmm. commitment, but mm-hmm. I'm not always interested in commitment, right? so its sort mm-hmm. of it depends on the person. so like right now, I'm dating someone who, you know, I see once or twice a week. Uh, we're definitely sort of developing, you know, more of a relationship. We talk every day. You know, he sends me good morning, beautiful messages every day. It's very sweet and lovely.
2: Nice.
1: And, uh, and then, you know, I also have a very occasional sex partner who I saw recently. And and he kind of pops in and out, you know, of my life here and there. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm going to be having a date with a woman this week. And then uh, with um, a non-binary person who is also trans.
0: Wow. And is your, your fellow um, that you've been seeing for the last few months and I get little updates. I'm super happy about this. And so, so I guess he's, he knows what, what you prefer and that's fine with him too, I guess. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we have a rule um, that if we're going to be having sex with someone else, or have a date with someone else that we have to sort of that we have to tell each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, yeah, that's the, that's the main rule. Um, yeah. So transparency. Yeah. I think the thing about Polly, that's really important. And one sort of thing about Polly that is really crucial is that everyone is aware of what's going on. Right. So you're aware of who all your other partners partners are, yeah. you know, yeah. like you don't necessarily have to meet them, but yeah. you're aware of who they are. Yeah. Um, or aware yeah. that they exist, and uh-huh. that's really important. So it's not, you know, everyone sort of thinks of it as being cheating, but it isn't cheating. It's actually yeah. like quite a great degree of of honesty.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and people kind of talk about two sort of two main relationship structures in poly. So one of them is is called parallel poly. So you have relationships that are con- that that are you know separate from each other. Yeah. Um, so say for example, I'm dating woman X, and I'm also dating. Um, man w mm. um and those two relationships you know exist parallel you know like I, they don't
0: your two partners don't spend time together yeah. yeah
1: and then there's kitchen table poly um which kind of assumes you know the the formation of what's called the polycule so it becomes almost like a, a series of, like a grouping of relationships you'll spend a lot more time together mm. um you'll spend more time you know potentially with your partner's partners Right. Um, yeah so there's these two different sort of organizational structures I kind of exist between those two things Mm. um and I like the idea I'm more of a parallel poly person but I don't mind my partner's meeting in fact I kind of like if I'm like actually like in a relationship with two people in Edmonton Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship with a man and a woman at the same time Mm -hmm. and you know if I had parties they would meet each other like I met her wife um so um yeah so you know I think I think I prefer Um, if possible, you know, to be able to be in the same room together and for it to be fun. Right. Right. Um, But I also don't require that. Like, Mm. yeah.
0: Um, In our conversation uh, a few months ago, it was our conversation with uh, about friendship, the role of friendship. Mm. You, uh, you brought up a good term relationship escalator, which is this idea of relationships transitioning through specific Milestones and that the ultimate goal is, is like matrimony, right?
1: Yeah, married, kids, buy your house is sort of the top. That's of the right. Again.
0: And you were saying that's not for you. uh You also then presented a term a minute ago. What was I used the word feather. I've already, you know, nesting, nesting partner. Yeah, nesting partner, <laughs> which sounds like setting up a household together. Is that mm-hmm. what that means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But does that? So I'm my my larger question is like like what's the landscape for you in your life? What's your are you living your your goal now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the goal is to continue the way that it is. You know, I think mm. that um, I would like to have another more regular partner who is female mm-hmm. or non-binary.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the... I don't
1: know, it's just the sex is different. Like, it's just a yeah, different, different, I don't know, I just find it's a different yeah. kind of relationship. And uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Cool um yeah so i mean you know there's that and i think that also you know i mean there's also you know i mean i think the main the main problem with poly is time
0: you don't have enough time for everybody yeah Yeah.
1: and you know this idea of polycules who have like a joint google calendar for example who will, you know then say okay well i'm with so and so this day so then you know i can be with you know you do it does take some degree of organization yeah right um and so Yeah, you have to be careful not to become what's called polysaturated. Um, So polysaturated is like having too many people Mm -hmm. and then like you can't, you know, like, yeah. Like, so for me, like I also, I know a lot of terms, but I also identify as a relationship anarchist. So Uh that means that I don't prioritize romantic or sexual relationships or romantic and sexual relationships as more important than friendships. Mm. So for me, it's very important to, have time to maintain my friendships Mm -hmm. so then I think a lot of the discussion that you need to have too about someone is not necessarily like about what the level of commitment will be like I Mm -hmm. enter into everything like every every one of these things even if it's initially just just for sex I enter into Mm -hmm. it with the thinking of that you know you you allow it to develop into what it's going to be right Mm -hmm. so it's sort of you know you I think then you end up Really figuring out what each relationship, right. how it works, what it is that you want out of it, what it will develop to be into. And you just, you but you don't, you don't have a script about that. That's but right. you know, and I think in some ways can be, you know, it can be really anxiety making at the beginning, right? Because you're not, mm. you know, you're not necessarily sure like what it's going to be. And you're not, you know, you're not going towards this thing of, you know, okay, well, we're going to be a monogamous couple, right? Mm hmm. So, yeah, it can create, you know, some insecurities for sure, but it also is like a, probably is a great way to work through your insecurities.
0: It does require also very strong communication skills and a capacity, a willingness and capacity to be vulnerable because you have to ask for what you want and what you need and you have to be clear you have to express your needs
1: yeah which i think which i think you know is something that everyone should learn indeed Indeed. i think that that there's a lot of like when you're entering into a monogamous relationship for example you know even you know with or without that relationship escalator there's a lot of things there's a lot of assumptions that you make right you make this assumption that they're not going to sleep with someone else or they're not going to flirt with someone else. Or some people, you know, don't even like their partners to have like different yeah. sex friends, which yes. is yes. so yes. weird and limiting, yes. like what the yes. hell? Yes. So I think, you know, that there's different than levels of what people allow their other partner to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I don't want those limitations. Like no one mm. gets to decide what I do with my body other than me. Right. Mm, so, so for me, like, it's also like, choice is so important for me that um, that I I can't like let someone take away any of my choice. I think because I fought so hard for the choices that I do have.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm, Very good. I want to ask you about attraction. Mm -hmm. It seems to me the range of people you can be sexually attracted to is really quite wide. Mm -hmm. And but we were explaining a minute ago that it's in terms of dating, it's actually the fact that you have a broad range can limit things because you need people who are open yeah but um that's just where I feel challenged I I I think when well, we've talked about it before so I think I know the answer but just like it's just that energy is just there for you with lots of people right yeah I was gonna ask how important an intellectual connection is for you to feel a sexual connection
1: um and for a sexual connection not necessarily but mm-hmm. for beyond a sexual connection definitely
0: mm-hmm. like a relationship like connection. i
1: need yeah like i like yeah i mean i i'm a pretty intellectual person <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously yeah. um, and uh yeah so for me that that's quite important i i need that intellectual mm-hmm. kind of challenge like if it's yeah. gonna continue like so yeah
0: or oh, just it has to be interesting yeah um well, awesome. Chris. And before I, before we wrap up, just like what, give us, give us some advice here. You're a woman of, I don't know, a woman of experience partly because you're very courageous and you're true to yourself and you have an well, admirable sexual appetite from where I'm standing. <laughs> and you just, you wade into life. Like I admire it. So, and you're, you're open-minded and you're very kind also and respectful people. So all of those are things to, um, 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 to strive to emulate, I think so what? Get, lay me lay me down some advice, just generally about
1: never ghost people. Number one,
0: Oh, never good. Ghost don't yeah. do it.
1: Like yeah. even if you've only talked for two seconds, all like right. say, you know,
0: yes, sorry, and... I'm no
1: longer interested. Like that's all you need to say. Like that's fine. Good. like it's it's much nicer to the other person. Like don't lead them on if you're not interested. Never stand someone up and then disappear. Yeah. You know, like I think I think that online dating really creates this lack of respect for each other Mm. as human beings. And I think that's really horrible. Yeah. And I think because, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, for example, how I used to date, like when I was in my 20s prior to the Internet, that, um, you know, you would meet people through friends or you'd meet people at a party or meet people in a class if you were in school or whatever. And so there's often that person had connections with someone yeah. else in their life. So they, you know, they would get told off by someone else if you yeah. if they treated you badly. That's right. Whereas now there's no connection potentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So people feel like they can be as mean as they want or not mm-hmm. take care. And I think mm-hmm. it's important to take care. Like, I think that, You know, even, you know, every time I go on a date and, you know, um, when I was doing online dating, horrible first dates, and it wouldn't go well, I would always message afterwards and say, thanks so much. It was great to meet you, but I don't think like this is going to work. Right. So every time, like very purposely, every time. It's not hard to do. No. You don't have to say a lot. You can just Mm -hmm. sort of say like, this isn't, this isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. You know. Sometimes then people like want to know why I think, you know, and I think it's kind of better to, to maybe not go into that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I I think that also is kind of kind, like it's kind to to say things, but it's also kind sometimes to not say things. Absolutely. And so, you know, let people down gently, you know, like we're all out here in this harsh world trying to, you know, find connections. Yeah. And, and so like be kinder to each other. That's what I think. I think another another thing that's kind of good in terms of you know when you're going out dating rather than making a list of like what you want in the other person Mm -hmm. make a list of what you want for yourself I really like playing board games so I need to have someone in my life that I can play board games with right oh I see um so like so make a list of like what are the things that you value Ah, for yourself rather than rather than like what the other person is, because then it becomes also then more about thinking about your own needs and wants.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's good advice. Yeah, 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 I like it, I like it. And what about, do you have anything to say about uh, being courageous? I find you very courageous. Like just, and, and then also the, the energy it takes. To yeah,
1: it does do take it. a lot of energy, it's true. Yeah. Um, I think when I feel afraid of something, Mm-hmm. I know that I have to do it mm. or I have to, or at least I have to sit back and say, why am I afraid of this thing? Right. What yeah. is it that's making me afraid? Cause I think like we can live easily in fear mm-hmm. and fear is an emotion that can really mess you up. Yeah. And make you stuck and make you not be able to do things. And I think, you know, the second, like, I think it's always important to you to try to be always stepping just a little bit outside yeah, of your comfort zone absolutely. because then your comfort zone gets bigger.
0: That's so true.
1: So, you know, not, I mean, there's a need to just be in dating, but just generally. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What I think is cool about life also is when we get stronger and more courageous in one part of life, it applies in other parts really of life. True. Too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like once we feel like we have success in certain parts of our lives, yeah. then it might be easier for us than to take, take risks in we other take parts. Risks. Of our lives, Absolutely, right?
0: we get more. And I think you know, confident.
1: dating is is it's all about taking risks.
0: It is. It's all practice. It's all practice to get, yeah, more courageous, have more capacity to sit with uncomfortable feelings. And you know,
1: I would say people, if people have never done speed dating, do it at least once. Go out. Look at look online. You know, wherever you are in your town, see if there's a speed dating for you know
0: whatever your orientation is and just go do it once yeah nice 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 well all that is awesome advice and uh, i think the speed dating i also like to meet people in person a lot more than online so well um, okay
1: i'm gonna encourage yeah. you to just speed
0: dating. yeah yeah no no I, I i'm into it why not it's been a long time i just read it once and why not
1: yeah
0: all right Kristen. well listen this has been a lovely conversation i'm glad Thank we did you. it and i'll wish you ooh happy dates coming up Yes, i uh, Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.
1: Take, take care.
0: Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Shelley Morgan.
2: <laughs> Hello. Hello,
0: darling. So nice to see you. It's Yay. fabulous
2: to see you mm. too, my friend. Mm.
0: And just for context, for anyone who might be listening, it is Snow City in Montreal ah, ah. at the
2: moment. Oh, it is beautiful. I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, it. you're a Jamaican girl in the middle of <laughs> middle of winter.
2: That just loves winter. I know. Everybody's like, why, why? <laughs> I just love it.
0: Alrighty, baby. So we mm. are talking about some interesting stuff that Kristen Hutchinson was sharing in this episode she's given us lots of information
2: I I I was taking notes I had no idea it is so interesting and she knows a lot I love it 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 was it was like a proper lecture
0: it was well she's she's a (laughs) professor so not surprising it really was yeah 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 so was there anything that was brand new and like she gave a lot of terms and definitions yes that might be but were there any concepts that were brand new to you uh, had you ever heard of a nesting partner before?
2: All they were all new, everything mm. was new. Um, I I I I really was open to hearing and learning, and there was just a lot. There was nothing that I could say, <laughs> yes, I knew that. I was like, right. Yes, I don't know that. <laughs> um, but she said it with such um love and care that yeah. it it um it affords me to to see that it's it's all about people wanting to connect. That's yeah,
0: what it, is. it really and, is. And
2: connect in different ways, in different spaces, with different people.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And, and she mentioned it, trust, you know, is huge. Um, mm-hmm. So that I, I just found that, and it's a common thread. And that's, yeah. that's, that's why we're humans, is really to connect.
0: One of the concepts that that Kristen brought up, which we had discussed in a previous episode, relationship anarchism or relationship anarchist, where where for Kristen, she doesn't want to put romantic or sexual relationships on a pedestal
2: above other kinds of relationships. So that's quite interesting, actually. Um, When she spoke about relationship anarchism, um, as we get older, I think we definitely need to even be more deliberate in highlighting and paying attention not only to our romantic relationships but to our friendships because as we know statistics shows that a lot of times as women if we have male partners they sometimes more times than others pass on die before us Mm -hmm. and so we have to create these relationships outside of our union be it with someone of the same sex, somebody of different sex, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I, I I, heard her, but I saw that there was a lesson in that for all of us in that we have to, and that's the thing about um, me migrating to to a new country like Canada is that I, I deliberately began to seek friendship that I knew I had to nurture. Mm-hmm. Um because these friendships are as equal to my yeah. romantic relationship. Because okay. these are the people that I, you know, that I rely on. Yeah. And so you have to invest. The investment, however, is different. Because mm. each person is different. Um, so while I don't, for me, it, it, it can't be a pure, you know, um, equal, but creating strong bonds um, and different types of strong bonds is right. essential for us as human beings as we age to ensure that we um, we age well because uh, yeah. that, that social connection and not only romantic relationship, but having friends that are 10 years younger than us, 20 years younger yeah. than us, have friends that are 100 years old, 80 years yeah. old, that kind of balance, have friends that are bi, queer, whatever you know so yeah. I found that quite interesting and a, a lesson was there for as we age Um yeah relationship- that's a
0: really good point so yeah. I'm just going to stop you just to really underline that yeah yeah so it's a slightly different spin on that term relationship yeah. anarchy yeah but but to really appreciate that um we're we're I mean we're more alike than different oh yes we are and we need need each other we need each other and we need connection Yeah. yeah but what I wanted to say was this other term she um talked about and we had discussed before is relationship escalator which is the idea that um when you meet a person if you like each other then the sort of expected development of the relationship is really in one direction of ever more exclusive with the goal of eventually Living together, maybe getting married, or just like having sharing a life in a totally monogamous, exclusive way. And she's, of course, Kristen is not about that at all.
2: I am on that ride all the way to monogamy. Yes. However, yeah. the thing about an escalator is that you have different levels True. and you can decide to touch a button and mm. come off, mm. you can off at any time. Yeah. And that person can get off with you or yeah. that person can go back down again. Yeah. It is, and she said it, it's about choice. We mm-hmm. all have choice. Even yeah. when you think you don't have a choice, yeah. you're choosing not to have a choice. You, you, you and, and as humans, and a lot of us have more choices than others. I mean, mm. we are quite blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the escalator only goes as far as the button that you last pushed.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good metaphor too. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good point. Absolutely, absolutely. Doesn't have to only go to one one no, destination. No, yeah, no.
2: yeah. Good point. And it's so funny at at where I work, we have these um, escalators up to. I think it's like the, it goes up to like the twenty sixth floor. Yeah. And there's one set of escalator that goes up to the twelfth floor, and you actually literally have to get off, go around, and, and get on a different... another set. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that set goes. All the way up mm-hmm. and then it you know so so again it's, it's a metaphor for life yeah. you yeah. decide, you yeah. choose yeah. and at any time, You can just slam those brakes and get off. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Or you can, like me, still be pretty much at the bottom
0: of the escalator. But that's fine.
2: Meeting all kind of new people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's exactly right. And Kristen was talking about uh, speed dating as a as just like a what a format. And uh, yeah, I've not looked into it yet, Shelley Morgan. But maybe (laughs) maybe before I talk before maybe before we talk next, that's going to be my homework yes find see find a speed dating something or other and and make a plan and then tell you about it yes go do do it I will I will and I will just tease about what we're going to be talking about next time which I'm Mm. very excited (laughs) because you my dear are the guest next time Uh, ah yes oh my goodness and you have so much insight and wisdom to share I feel so I'm going to just pull all the best all the best advice all the best wonderful energy from you about love relationships life you and we could talk about healthy aging too that's your oh yeah that comes into everything everything
2: everything.
0: but uh so yeah I'm looking forward to that conversation. It's gonna we're gonna go deep 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 (laughs) and
2: and and just um Relationships are, um, are very good. Very, very good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really am excited about our next chat. Yeah, me too. And it's going to
0: give me lots of motivation to keep going. Yes. And hopefully, everybody <laughs> else All right. Well, thank you again, Shelly. You're welcome. So good to talk to you and talk to you next time. Ciao. Bye. Thanks so much to my guest this episode, Kristen Hutchinson. You can find out more about Kristen and her work on Facebook under her name, Kristen with a K Hutchinson, H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S-O-N. Thanks also and always to my friend and podcast co-conspirator, Shelley Morgan. This has been Late Bloom in Love with me, your host, Amanda Klang. Thanks so much for joining me here. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloominlove.com. That's Bloomin' B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late in Love. Catch you next time.